Can you hear it with your ears? Can you see it with your eyes? Can you feel it wiggling between your quivering thighs? That thing, that thing, that thing with James. Once every millennium something will come along. When you feel it, you will know it cause it's coming on strong. Let me come inside your mind I promise you it won't take long The change will happen soon You will feel something so special Growing deep within you That thing, that thing, that thing With James That thing, that thing, that thing With James Welcome to That Thing with James J. Asher II. That's me! This is our second episode today, and I've got a very special guest with me. I've known this man um, since ancient Rome. We actually met on the battlefields of Elysium, even though that's a Greek place, I think. But we met there, and he was a formidable opponent. He swung a battle axe like no one else could. Ladies and gentlemen, and they, let me introduce to you my good friend, Bennett Cravens. How's it going, James? It's going good. How are you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. You comfortable? I am excited to be here. You feeling weird about the camera? Well, I try not to acknowledge it, and uh -huh. then that way it's not really there. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> Just forget about it, and then soon enough, it's just another thing in the room. Yeah. <laughs> it's looking at us. Again. It's looking at us. Yeah. Every time. <laughs> What's your middle name? Bennett, actually. Bennett, Bennett Cravens? No. <laughs> wait, wait. You're William? Yes. It's your first name. William Bennett Cravens Jr. That's it right. That's my full name. And your dad's William Bennett Cravens the first. Senior. Senior. Is his chosen. Senior. Yes. No. Mine is actually, Junior is a part of my legal name. Senior would not be a legal part of his name. It's just a uh, accepted thing. Once I became Junior, he would be... He became Senior. He then, yeah. But, but that's, not his, uh, that's not on his First social security card. Social security, no. Like, so does he call And his social security number is... <laughs> no, let's hear it. We'll get that in post. Five 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 zero one six four five eight two nine thirty twelve five three zero eight nine B C. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> go ahead, steal his yeah, shit. Yeah, he's he's got nothing for you. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> what does your dad do? Uh, he's a banker, vice president at UConn National. Oh. I don't know if that's too specific. He's a banker. <laughs> like Yukon, Oklahoma? Yes. Where is that? Yukon. The Yukon's in Alaska, <laughs> dude. Well, uh, the Yukon, I believe that one is. Uh, no, yeah, Yukon, Oklahoma is just uh, west of Oklahoma City. Okay, see? Like how far west? 
we're talking probably 15, 20 minute drive to get to the outskirts. And then really to get into Yukon, probably like 30 minutes. So it's like a suburb. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a city, but every, it's just like, you know, everything will become a suburb of everything when every city gets big enough. Yeah. It's going to touch every border town. What's OKC like like these days? Um, as far as I know it, it's, um, it's a town on the rise. It's, it's up and coming, you know, the downtown scene is getting revitalized. The art district is getting revitalized. You got a lot of young people making a lot of businesses for young people. Mm -hmm. So I think it's very kind of cool time to be there when you can kind of do your thing. Like Austin was years ago. Was. (laughs) So, okay, this is good. What has changed about Austin? Why do you say was? I, you know, when you have a lot of people coming to do their thing, it very easily becomes people needing the mass need of commercialism. Oh my God, that was roundabout. (laughs) (laughs) So so more people means there's more commercial shit going on. There's more potential for commercialism to thrive. And then that makes it harder for up and comers to break in independence, independence, because larger companies, basically they've got the thumb on, you know, anyone who can provide financing can reach more people, reach more people. That's tough, man. Yeah. I think so. Okay. You moved here in 2013, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Um, like July, August. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Bennett was my second roommate yes. in here in Austin. We went to school together at Oklahoma State University. Mm-hmm. In their theater, theater department there. In the theater department. <laughs> what was your minor? I did not have a minor. How? Was it like a double major sort of thing? or No. You could just have just the major? Just my major. Just theater stuff? Yeah. <laughs> So, like, what was your emphasis on? Uh, performance. Did we... I don't know if we ever acted in the same thing, did we? We... Did. We did George's... Oh! Senior director. Zeus story! <laughs> Zeus yes, story! we did Zeus story. Um, is that where you ran into my knife? Yes. <laughs> I didn't kill a guy. He ran into my knife. <laughs> ran into my knife. Yeah. Um, God, that must have been 2012. 12. That would be my last year. Might have been 2011. It must have been 2011. I think it's 2011. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because I was I was 19. Oh or yeah. So. No. I'm way off. I'm Wait, 19. <laughs> I just graduated high school. No, yeah. It must have been 2010. Yeah. It must have been very early. 2010. Yeah, because George was still there, and yeah. he was a year ahead of me. Yeah, and that was his senior project, so... Yeah. Must have been 2010. So George... Yeah, George was in the graduate program at Oklahoma State. So was I. 
Um, so it was Bennett. He was the youngest graduate student ever. He started at uh, 14 years old, and he just couldn't get his shit together. He stuck around until you were like, what, 22? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. And uh, my bank account thanks me every day. Yeah. <laughs> and George put on a, for like his, his, his like final project, he, mm-hmm. he did Zoo Story by Edward Albee, which is, uh, how would you describe Zoo Story to a person who's never seen a play before, much less Edward Albee play. I mean, I think you can do it in one word, which is absurd, because, you know, it is the almost definition of the absurdist movement mm-hmm. that everybody points to. And so if you can just sum it up and say, it's just absurd, I think you can give people a general idea of... So what does absurd mean? Because I feel like if a person's never seen a play, they probably don't know what absurd means. I think when people think of a play, they think of a bunch of people trying to enact something that happened or something mm. hoity-toity that that was long ago. Right, like classical. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. And when everybody can think of King Henry and yeah. it's just like all a bunch of old dudes talking in something that's English but it's hard to understand. Mm-hmm. So when you just... Or like people stripping naked and pouring <laughs> blood on themselves and then like screaming at the audience. Yeah, I mean, that's, <laughs> that's also a play. We'd have, we had a professor who actually that second type. Do you yeah. remember her? Yes. Jody. Yeah. I wonder what she's up to now. Uh, last I heard, which was years ago, was she was back in Austin. Okay. Um, and I believe working again with the... Uh, oh, gosh, oh the, the, the company? Yeah. That's the, company? Uh, the, uh, uh, the Rude Mechanics. Mm. The Rude Mechanics. Yes. Worldwide. Worldwide. Uh, that was the last I heard, and that was a long time ago. Mm. Um, but back to the point of explaining a play like that and like it an being, absurd. it being just absurd. I think you can say absurd and people will be like, okay, it's not my regular expectation of a play. Yeah. But it's not like Something. the most absurd cause at, no, definitely not. There's somewhere, you know, it just doesn't make any fucking yeah. sense. But zoo story actually does have, it is an absurd story. Yes. Um, it's dark. I think it's hilarious. I don't understand why some people don't find it funny. I think it's fucking hilarious. Yeah. I just think it's not some people's sense of humor. Yeah. He was like, he was like the dark adult swim humor before, like long before adult (laughs) swim. Don't you think? Yeah. Just like a very intelligent, dark humor. It's kind of like, it's always sunny, almost a zoo story. It could be like a, it's always sunny sort of thing. Normal people that live in this extreme reality. Yeah. <laughs> that is so, always on. So it's about, um, this really straight lace square pocket protector kind of dude. And it's in the, that was my character. That was his character. It's based in the fifties or sixties, early sixties. Yeah. I believe it was sixties sometime around then. Thin ties yeah. kind of era. Mad men. Tweed, I think. Oh yeah, he's very much a tweed character. There was some tweed elbow patches. Oh man, the thickest, uh. <laughs> the, the the safest elbows. <laughs> when you're like philosophizing, you put your elbows on the desk and say, "Why?" Well, I'm here for three years, so I've got my <laughs> my shield. Yeah. <laughs> And then, uh, and then there's like a crazy dude mm-hmm. and they run into each other at the park. Yes. And this crazy guy is just, um, I don't remember what he's all about, but he's trying to like, um, test 
the uh, the straight like tweed guy mm-hmm. try to get him to like snap and kind of like break out of himself, stop trying to like control, stop trying to like be have this certain image, right? Stop living in the box. Stop living in the box. And so he he like yells at him and stuff <clears throat> and tries to provoke him and gets him to the point where uh he's like threatening his safety, right? Yes. He pulls out a knife. Yes. And then but then gives him the knife, if I remember correctly. Gives Tweed the knife. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yes. Oh. <laughs> See, at first I thought Tweed got stabbed like he ran into the knife. But no, Tweed, Tweed stabs the crazy guy. Who runs at the knife. To push, oh. him, to push him beyond that next level. I had it twisted. So, so crazy guy says, hold the fucking knife and stab me. Pretty much. And the guy's like. No, no. And he's like, fine, just fucking hold the knife there, right? And then, and, and then he runs at it and stabs himself. And he's like, see what you did? You did good, kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, did, you did a fantastic job. So what's the moral of this story? Don't hold the knife. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, yeah, it's what, what would push your boundaries and how long would you let it? push your boundaries. Mm. I thought it was, you could stab someone and it'd be all right. As long as it was their idea. I mean, if you're the, the tweet in this situation, you're probably going to be fine. I wonder. (laughs) Okay. So if you and I, um, got into a knife fight, but we weren't fighting, which we have. Yes. Um, we kept them on the wall as a, as a, (laughs) those were, um, unintentional, (laughs) Knife fights. Relics. We may get into that later, but uh, I'm saying, like, if we had, if we had, like, an agreement, like, all right, I'm gonna stab me, and then you're gonna stab me, like, like in. Um, so we're both stabbing you. We're no. <laughs> I'm, no, 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 no. <laughs> you run into my knife, and then I run into your knife. Mutually assured stabbing. Mutually assured stabbing. Okay. It's not like I'm going to stab myself and then you stab me. Hit me, baby. <laughs> I want you to stab me right here. Right here. I've opened it up for you. Uh, so if we did that and we ran into each other's knives on purpose, willingly, mutual agreement, uh, there's no beef, no beef squash. And we're just like, this seems like fun. We're going to do this now. And then one of my neighbors calls the cops and the cops comes and find us like bleeding out. Mm. Um, would they be able to arrest us if we agreed on a mutual stab pact? Um, well, I mean, suicide's illegal. Oh, we're not trying to kill each other. We're just trying to help a friend get stabbed. Sure. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, listen, my man needed a stabbing (laughs) real bad. Um, it was hot. He needed some extra ventilation. <laughs> he had too much in him. I wanted to let him up a little bit. Uh, you know, they say women live longer because they bleed out. <laughs> Why can't we live longer, huh? Um, I guess the designer period. <laughs> It's all, it's so chic, but it's, it's a fad that only comes and goes once a month. Um, I think the only thing that would save us is if we both agreed not to press charges. So, okay. We could get in trouble if 
we both said, nah, he stabbed her. Right. He said, so she stabbed We've got papers. So before this, before we stab each other, we have papers, we signed contracts, we got it notarized. Okay. That... The notary public would probably be stoked for that <laughs> that contract day. And they're like, I'll do it for free. The stab guys are coming in today. I got my stamp ready to go. You got some more of these? Let's go. The stab line over to the right. <laughs> He's going to replace that stamp with a knife. Like, yeah. Just a cut in the paper is the, is the notary. Fuck there yeah. <laughs> there we go. Add some realness to it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Such a great sound. Oh yeah. It's just like so, it's like business is about to get done. We've got a notarized contract yes. that we're both gonna stab each other. Mm-hmm. Um and no beef, no charges or anything. Mm-hmm. You know, this is agreed. We're adults, we're of sound mind, and we agreed on this. And we wanna unsound our bodies. And we wanna unsound <laughs> our bodies. And uh and we do it and then the neighbor sees this happening, mm-hmm. calls the cops and says, there's a knife fight going out. These guys just stabbed each other. They're on the ground. There's losing a lot of blood. Mm-hmm. Come to this address. And then, um, excuse me. And then, uh, the cops come two minutes later. Two Great minutes later. Time. Yes. Um, because they're all over the place because <laughs> there's some projects around here. Okay. Yeah. A lot of sirens. Oh yeah. Yeah. I live by the fire station. So, do you get a lot of sirens? It's just nonstop. Dude. But it's it's always, you know, fire engines, so it's like... Yeah. Go get them. Can't be mad at you. <laughs> you don't say go get them for cops? I mean, it's harder to know with, with a fire engine. It's like, it's never not going to be something good. <laughs> 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 you know, it's, it's like... It's not like you're going to show up and do something horribly wrong <laughs> to somebody and make the news. It's like, local fireman starts fire. I don't think he turned on his sirens to do that. Local man shoots unarmed Mexican kid. What's the fireman doing with the gun? <laughs> yeah. Once it's once it's stories about people getting axed is, I think, when we can... <laughs> maybe maybe uh, ax that behavior. Mm. There you go. <laughs> Top of your game. So cops show up. Yes. We're bleeding out and, and they, they go straight for the cuffs. Well, they put the guns out oh. because there's knives near us. We have, they got us a gun. Are we point. still holding our knives or are they in our respected bodies? I feel like it's still, if it's still in you, you, you're still carrying a weapon technically yeah. in your person. Mm-hmm. And so they will shoot first and ask questions it's later. Like, <laughs> kind of like samurai draw. Yes. That's all it's and like. dude, it would be so anime, like <laughs> blood would just spray out everywhere. Oh yeah. Hell yeah. Tarantino just blood. So cool, dude. <laughs> now I'm worried you're going to ask me to join a knife fight. <laughs> I got a lot of knives. So I'd have to go home and get mine. How many knives do you have? Uh, I have one that I would bring to a knife fight, but then I have all my like assorted pocket and box opening and whatever knives. You want to see a crazy fucking knife? Is it the Bowie knife? I got a new one. You got a new one? Wait, it's, I think you might've seen this one. It's like, it's got the serration. It's about like this long. It's black. Have I seen this? (laughs) Let me get it. Oh my goodness. Here, you talk to the camera. Ugh. Kids, 
when you're playing with your knives, make sure that they're dull and that you can't cut yourself. Pretty much any uh, new knife will come unsharpened. Uh, I believe there is a roulette gun shows that says you can buy sharpened knives, or most gun shows have a knife sharpening location at them. So be sure to avoid that if you get one at a gun show. And just play with dull knives, you know? That's, that's what everybody cool is doing. <laughs> oh my goodness. Is this a knife or is this a machete? Uh, I don't know. Be careful, though, because it pierced through the... Oh, sheathing here. So, oh shit, I'm trying to take my nail off. Is here. the snap sharp? Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> it's called the Defender. Yeah. Let's see if we can get this. Obviously, you're Defender. Defended just by owning this. And then it's got some vaguely, I'd say that's Japanese. Yeah, that'd be my guess. Vaguely Japanese writing on it. Right there at the end. Here. It's very sharp, so... Did you get it sharpened, or was it... No, it's just sharp like a motherfucker. It just came ready it, to it go. Came ready to, it came ready for action, and it has stayed sharp. The Bowie knife cannot stay sharp. Really? Yeah. Just because the hilt? I think so, because it's like leather. Yeah. Kind of dulls itself. Oh, yeah. For people listening, um, how, how would you describe this knife to our audio listeners? Or this... Is this even a knife? I would describe it as a stunted sword <laughs> with <laughs> with chunks removed by a shark. Oh, it does look like shark uh, took some chunks out. Kind of came in here and took <laughs> the whole section out. And then... Whatever the fuck that thing is. A can opener here at the base. Yeah. <laughs> I do like the, uh, the cord-wrapped handle. Yeah, the handle's nice. That's very... And it's, it also has some, like, gaps in the middle of it next to the yeah. serrations that so that it, it, like, so speed? when... Huh? Is that for, like, aerodynamic speed? I think it's for the free release of blood because it's right next to the serration here. It's a letter. And the thing with the serration is that it really fucks up because when a person gets stabbed, um, their flesh, like, clings to the blade. So that's why you hear, like... In movies, oh, someone pulls the knife out because your body clings to it to keep blood from flowing out. Wow. And when you have like a serrated blade that just like rips up the flesh. Yeah. So I really don't understand why um, I've had like two girlfriends who think I'm a serial killer. <laughs> no one understands. No one understands. I do want to point out these lovely notches on the end. Yeah. What the fuck are those for? Is that for kind of your melee combat? I think it's for like crunching really, a walnut or something. Really just dig in with that hit on that side. Maybe. Maybe for deflecting blades as you block. Oh yeah. Slings them out. Maybe. Gets them off their game so you can come back with a parry. Yeah, I didn't even get this knife. People just keep getting me knives, <laughs> and these people think I'm like I'm collecting these knives, and I am, but not willingly. <laughs> I am now a collector of knives. Yeah, by accident, because people keep fucking getting me them. Yeah, because they think I'm a knife guy, and I'm well. I guess I am now, because yeah, you made me one. See, yeah, it pierces it just through goes the, right through there. Yeah, it's yeah. some sharp, sharp Betty. Yeah, you're gonna have to get some some tape on that. <laughs> Oh yeah, some duct tape. Yeah, holds the universe together, and then it'll poke through that and just wrap up some more. Okay, so cops show up, 
Yes. They draw guns. Is this what you're using? Is that what I'm running into? No! <laughs> We're running into conventional three-inch pocket knives. Okay. And just enough to do really do damage. Yeah, just enough to get in there. Okay. Just enough to scratch that itch. Mm. It's a that, deep itch. That deep itch. <laughs> it's a gut itch. I got a deep itch, and I want you to stab me, bitch. Just once. Help me. Right in the liver. Uh, it's just so bad. Arc it up. It's like when it's on your back. You just gotta. <laughs> if you feel like if you angle more, yeah. somebody will scratch it. It's like, uh, <laughs> it's right over there. <laughs> 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 Alright, so we're stabbing. Cops. So we're stabbed. We're stabbed. We're stabbed. We've got the, the blades in us. Yes. Uh, there's moderate blood coming out, but not enough because we're start smart enough to not pull the blade out okay. until help arrives, okay. which we had not thought about previously mm. prior to this um, mutual stabbing exercise. So the neighbor seeing us is our savior. Is it? Is life really life? <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be after we stabbed ourselves and or each other? It, it is it's life really being safe, man. I feel like life's pretty mm. fucking dangerous. Yeah. Life is trying to kill you. All the time. All the time. And it will. Yeah. It's going to win. <laughs> life's a mean asshole. It's going to win every time. Yeah. Unless maybe you, Walt Disney is still yet to to play out. We'll see how that yeah, freezing goes. Yeah, head is somewhere. Yeah. It's like Futurama. Yeah. Yeah. Those jars, man. That's a good idea. I wonder who else is cryogenically frozen. Uh, isn't there a registry? Is there? I believe there might be. Let's look this up. All right. Okay. Welcome so. to Look 'em Ups. Look 'em Ups. Look 'em Ups. Look 'em Ups. Look, look. Look, look 'em Ups. Okay. <laughs> um, so, what can the cops do? If we've got. So, we, we expected cops might show up. So, we've got mm -hmm. our contracts on us and they're notarized. Mm -hmm. I feel like the cops. Um, since they probably, well, who knows what a cop's encountered? I'm sure a cop encounters all sorts of weird and strange things. Yeah. But I wonder if they've ever encountered like a mutually agreed, um, peaceful stabbing, uh, mutual stabbing. Does any stabbing go peacefully? I think, uh, it's, where it's just like knife is inserted, removed. And then it's like, all right, well, this has been. I think it's all, I think it's all about the intent. This has been charming. Thank you. It was a, better than a cup of tea. <laughs> I'm Let's, refreshed. I'm rejuvenated. Uh, so what should I look for? A registry of cryogenically frozen people? I think you could just go hot buzzwords. Registry. Cryogenic. Famous. Oh, yeah. That's a good idea. Okay. Um, and does cryo have a... No, I think it's just CR, not a CH. C-R-Y-O, yeah. Dude, there's like a cryo tanks here in Austin. Have you done those? The isolation kind of things? Well, there's those, but these places also have like um, cryotherapy where oh, the there's something gold. Like from the neck down or a whole thing. Yeah, and you stay in there for like three minutes tops. Nah. I do the thing like in the shower or after you take a hot shower, you crank it to cold. Yeah. So it like closes up the pores. Oh, yeah. And that. And it wakes you up. How long have you been doing that? Uh, two, three years. Two, three years? Yeah. I've heard some good stuff. I did it for a little bit, like, yeah. last year. I mean, it, it mostly is really for the wake-up, but then, like, 
On days when I work out real hard or go play basketball, I'm doing like a two shower thing. I don't yeah. want to be like extremely itchy. So it also oh, yeah. helps with all that. Um, and even that, that's enough. I can't, I can't even, I'm such a baby when it comes to, I can't even get it that cold. <laughs> it's just like, this is cold enough now. Help me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> get me out. <laughs> okay. The quick eight people, this is on mental floss, uh, eight people who've been cryogenically preserved and one who wasn't by Stacy Conrad. Just shout out Casey, Stacy. Stacy C. <laughs> 2009. So this is out of date already. Yeah. There's some real bangers thrown in there. I bet, um, I bet, uh, who's the dude who owns Amazon? Oh, Bezos. Uh, Bezos. Yeah. I bet Bezos, Bezos is going to, um, freeze himself. He's going to freeze the world. He's like, he's like, let's keep it just as it is. He's so rich. It's like, you really don't need all that. You're benefiting from tax paid infrastructures, right? Why not kick a little bit back to it? You need roads to get to work. Does he, though? He doesn't go to work. Oh, yeah, that's right. He wants the drones to do all the heavy lifting and get everything off the road. You know, I'm fine with automation as long as we human workers are taken care of. Mm -hmm. As long as we're able to have um, secure shelter, Mm -hmm. food and water... And basic essentials, inc- essentials for the modern world. For the modern world, if we can't just go out and get a factory job or something, we need to have our essentials met, mm-hmm. so we can thrive more. I feel like mm-hmm. instead of like struggling to just fucking feed yourself, you can put your mind towards other possibly um, innovative matters. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't you think? Yeah, my general concept of it is when the baseline moves up the elite and where humanity can go also moves up with it it moves so as if the base is higher everything is yeah and so i think if the elite really wanted to be even more elite they would keep trying to move the baseline up right and even the pinnacle becomes more and more extreme right and get away with more shit yeah, for <laughs> real. Yeah. Everybody will be happier with you getting away with more shit because everything's taken care of. I feel like there would be less crime yeah. because a lot of uh, a lot of violence results from desperate people That's just trying to get their basic needs met. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Motherfuckers, <laughs> vote, vote your conscience, but vote smart. All right. Okay. People. Top eight. Top eight. Um, Dr. James Bedford, a psych professor at the University of California, was the first person to ever be cryogenically preserved. The choice to be preserved by freezing was entirely his. He even left money for a steel capsule and liquid nitrogen in his will. So when he died on January 12th, 1967, his family abided by his wishes. It was a big day in the cryonics community, and they still refer to January 12th as Bedford Day. (laughs) My favorite part of the whole thing is the title of the article Time Magazine did on the event, Never Say Die. Bedford was switched to a different tank in 1991, and it would appear that everything has held up thus far. Am I going to get in trouble for reading another person's article on here? 
I mean, on, good like, on YouTube or whatever. It's good uh, publicity for them. Yeah, and it was also written in two thousand and nine. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know where the legality lies because. And we we gave this person citation. We said the author's citation. name when it was published. It's fair use. We're not. Yeah. We're not trying to make money off this. We yeah are promoting information, and this yeah. is a source of information. All right. If any fucking cease to desist letter comes, I'm gonna defer them to you. All right, yeah. Then, <laughs> hey, as long as I'm making legal team dollars, then we're, <laughs> we're good. Okay, you want to read number two? I'll do, I'll do this one. <clears throat> number two, Dick Claire Jones. <laughs> Dick <laughs> was in the television industry. He was a producer, actor, and writer who had a hand in the Mary Tyler Moore Show, the Bob Newhart Show, The Facts of Life, and Mama's Family. He was also really interested in cryonics and was a member of the Cryonic Society of California in 1988. He died of AIDS-related infections and was immediately put on ice, literally. As you can see from the picture... Uh, the... Wait. Mm, we'll find the picture in a yeah, moment. Yeah, fuck it. Um, there's an account of the whole process here, which is fascinating, if not bizarre. So I don't know if you can share a link, but maybe that'd be a fun link for... For people to follow if they want to hear more about old... It sounds like extra Dick. work I don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> Look up the article. You got Google. Dick. <laughs> Dick Jones. Who? <laughs> Dick Jones. Who? <laughs> Dick Jones. <laughs> that will get a cease and desist. <laughs> <laughs> no, man. He's dead. Wait, he's not dead. Sorry, thought, da, future Dick Jones. We didn't mean anything by it. Dick Jones. Sidebar. For the use of stuff after the author has been dead for 75 years. Yeah. Would that apply to a frozen person? That's a good question. I to think a it's frozen person. Total interpretation of the law and the legality of it, because that person is not alive currently. Yeah, I've never come across any, uh, reading any type of um, legislation that said whether or not a cryogenically frozen body is alive or not. Mm -hmm. So I think you're right. It would come up to, um, interpretation on behalf of lawyers and a judge or a jury. Yeah. You know, that's going to the Supreme court. It dude, it, it must be eventually yeah. if it hasn't already. I mean, the first one was 1967. We haven't had anybody in there long enough to apply to that. Right. What was 75 years and then got changed to 92 because of Disney. So I think it's really going to come down to Disney. A greedy Jew-hating fucking morphine <laughs> It's going to come down to Disney, I think. <laughs> but I guess they had to change the law so that Mickey Mouse wouldn't go into... Like, uh, free, free domain. Free domain, yeah. So I guess technically it would be from his death day. But it would restart if he did get rejuvenated. Dude, free domain... Frito, man. <laughs> Hope you brought some bean dip because we got Frito, man. I actually do have bean dip in the fridge. Yes. I finally read the instructions on it. It says you're supposed to heat it. Yeah, but who has the time? I never fucking heated who it. Who has the time for that? It's good to go. Yeah. I've never known anybody who heated it. Not a one. Would it even be good heated? Just... Uh, I think you'd get more of a refried bean scenario. Fuck, that's, that's the case. Just get refried beans. Yeah, not bean dip. Yeah. 
Actually, you know, I because it's like Fritos and it's junk food and stuff. I assumed it was going to be like bad shit. I looked at the ingredients. Really, not that bad. Not that bad. Just Fritos natural, right. simple, natural shit. Yeah. yeah. And you know, Fritos, uh, Frito Lay's here in Texas, right? Oh, really? Yeah, some uh, suburb in the hmm. uh, just north of Dallas in the DFW metro, Plano. It's in okay. Plano, Texas. No wonder it's so popular throughout this region. Yeah, dude. Okay. More you know. Number three. This week's episode brought to you by Fritos. Ding! If Fritos wants to, um, you know, uh, uh, what's what's the word where they fork it up? Fork it up. <laughs> if you wanna, if you wanna uh, scoop it out. <laughs> I think we're 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 a good show to uh, promote. You know, we talk about hitting subjects like. Um, Failed abortions, mm-hmm. um, mutual stabbings. Yes, the nuclear holocaust. Nuclear holocaust. Um, good fun for the family. Yeah, the actual yeah. holocaust. Yeah. <laughs> it may be cheesy, but it's not beanie without Fritos. So it's just a little something you can whip up for. <laughs> <laughs> okay, number three on the cryogenically frozen list is. Thomas K. Donaldson, a mathematician, had ideas about death that were even stranger than cryonics. He believed that even though people were dead, their brains continued... This goes into the question you asked. Even though they were dead, their brains continued to exist and have functionality. What the fuck? You're conscious the whole time? Pretty boring. Dude, I feel like that is like the ultimate isolation tank. Yeah. I think you would go straight up. Have you seen 2001 Space Odyssey? I mean, it's been forever, but yeah. Do you remember the end? The space baby? Yeah. He like goes out past Jupiter and everything just, he starts tripping out. Just loses it. I think that's what goes on Mm -hmm. with the mind. If it's just like that isolated for so long and still. I mean, yeah, it'd be like the ultimate. Meditation. uh, The, what is solitary confinement? Yeah. The statistic, like 90% of people go crazy. Oh, dude. You'd just have years of just like your own thoughts. You either become God or (laughs) become a lunatic. You're going to get some kind of like fucking deranged genius that comes out um, and it's going to be utterly mad. I figured it all out. When they thaw. (laughs) Yeah. And they're going to like probably cause some damage. Oh, yeah. You ever play Fallout New Vegas? Um, No, I never actually played Vegas. I love the Fallout series, though. New Vegas is the best one. It's the one, yeah. It is the best one. And it wasn't even made directly by, um, by, uh, um, not Oblivion, but Bethesda. Bethesda. It was was a side project. Right. It was like a sister branch that Bethesda was like, yeah, you can do this. Dude, it was so good. Hell yeah. But there's a guy with this, there's a cryogenically frozen guy who's running Las Vegas and has turned it into New Vegas. Mm. Call him Mr. House. And he controls a bunch of robots and stuff. He didn't get doctor. No, (laughs) (laughs) that'd be a nice cross. He, he, he had this like, um, classic kind of Clark Gable look with the thin mustache, which I wish I could do, but my mustache is still so like, I mean, I've got some good video footage of you with that mustache. Oh yeah, dude. Oh yeah, dude. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, so, um, 
Thomas K. Donaldson, mathematician, believed even though people were dead, their brains continued to exist and have functionality, and we just don't have the technology to access it yet. Mm. For his sake, let's hope that's true. He died in 2006 and is assumed to have been cryogenically preserved. He seemed to be pretty confident that he would be back someday. In a 1982 interview, when asked for a piece of wisdom to pass on to cryonicists, he said, I'm sure that any profound piece of wisdom I might have would seem really rather stupid in 300 years. So I think it would be better for me to say nothing. So I don't feel ashamed of myself in 300 years. That guy seems full of himself. Yeah, he seemed pretty confident. It's like, yeah, 300 years, I'll be back. Yeah. <laughs> and, 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 and just to Got say, like, he just trying to save face. Like, I don't want to say anything. Anything I say in 300 years may sound pretty fucking stupid. And I'm gonna have how to, do you know? I'm going to have to deal with that. <laughs> like, like, how do you fucking know? If we talk to someone from 300 years ago... Yeah, sure, we know what's in history books, but the thing about history is that it's not, I, I mean, like, recorded events and stuff are facts, but a lot of the stuff that we learn about in history is just stories, and it's up for debate. Mm. That's the whole thing about historians. They're debating events that, to other people, they're just the reading best, the textbook, best proof, take it for time. given. Yeah. yeah, they'll look back and say, no, because this person was giving their account. What about these people who are fought? Mm-hmm. You know, whoever wins the war dictates right, the history, story, right? Yeah. So people, you know, it's up for debate. Like, what was the real story? Because mm-hmm. the winners just twisting out some motherfucking propaganda. Because they won. Because they won. Mm. All right. Mm-da-da. Number four. What Number the four. fuck is this? FM 2030. Yeah, that was his real name. He was born Ferraidun. In Esfandiri. <laughs> Nailed it. Got it in one, I think. That's good, man. But changed his name to reflect his goal of living to be 100. 2030 would have been his 100th birthday. He also predicted that 2030 would be a magical time. In 2030, we will all be ageless and everyone will have an excellent chance to live forever. 2030 is a dream and a goal. He died in 2000. At the age of 69, when he succumbed to pancreatic cancer, rough, he was cryogenically frozen because he believed that people would soon develop synthetic organs and body parts that would make the notion of death a thing of the past. He called the pancreas a stupid, dumb, wretched organ, which kind of made me laugh. Burn! I like the little editorial. Sick burn! Hey, pancreas, fuck you! Yeah, what are you suck doing? Nothing. You're a freeloader. Get out of here. You and the gallbladder should go fuck yourself. Get out of here. <laughs> appendix? Like. Appendices? Re- remove the appendix more like. Like, people don't need an appendix. Yeah. Right? But would the plural be. Appendices? Appendices. Yeah, because at the back of the book it says appendices. appendices. Yeah. yeah. Right. That's a weird appendix. Appendices to what's the two meaning word? Homophone? Oh, I mean, a homophone. That sounds like. Homophone? Are you making fun of how gay people sound when they talk? <laughs> no. They don't all sound fabulous! But the ones who do are pretty fabulous. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, organs. So that dude's talking about uh, the body is stupid. Growing organs. We're doing that shit right now, man. We're growing meats, yeah. and they're saying like, how long ago was the ear on the back of the mouse? It was like, what? What? They grew a human ear on a mouse? Oh, dude, that was like that ten was years a ago. While ago, yeah. yeah. They don't even need that now. They just have like a petri dish yeah. where they can grow like a fucking New York strip mm-hmm. steak, and supposedly it tastes pretty good. Yeah, that's what I've heard too. Um, and so why wouldn't they be able to do that for organs? And if the thing is our body just deteriorating, if we could get routine replacements like getting a new part for your car, mm-hmm. just getting a you know service done on your body, mm-hmm. getting a new thing, I feel like one of the trickiest ones would be skin. Yeah. Because that is an organ. And that's the one everybody's going to want. Yeah. Yeah, perfect, perfect skin. Perfect skin. Um, tiny pores. Oh, yeah. Twat. 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 <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, then I think it also comes down to the amounts of blood that you'll need to make all those transfusions. It's going to rely a lot mm. on a heavy supply of, like, what's that vampire movie where they have the blood banks? Oh, is that Blade 2? Yeah. Yeah. Um, require that kind of. Situation. Did you see Blade Three, yeah. Vampire Pomeranians? I'm pretty sure I saw Blade Three. It's it's. A I fucking... just rewatched one and two. Have I seen three? It's got these Ryan Reynolds is in it. I haven't seen three, dude. It's awesome. I can't believe I haven't seen Blade it's Three. It's Blade Three Trinity, if I remember oh, correctly. And there's uh, Ryan Reynolds is in it. Hilarious as always. And there's a scene where he's like breaking into this mansion or something, and these attack dogs come out. Um, and they're Pomeranians and like it's, their mouths are almost like, um, uh, the predator. It opens up in like oh, three yeah. portions and it just has like sharp like teeth all the way back. Blade two. Exactly. Yeah. Where the whole jaw opens just up. Like that whole mess. Which I think is a little much. I don't like that it's shit. Just, it's a lot. It's know? a lot to deal with. I mean, I, th- I think the simplicity of the. Yeah. The, that would make more sense. Um, you know, as far as adaption adaptation goes because yeah. there's really no you know reason to have all that excess of shit yeah. going on with your job well the blade 2 was genetic all about genetic mutation right so it's very apropos to the conversation of that is building organs but for it to affect vampires in that way to rechange their already the vampire whole fucking jaw yeah vampire vampires to rechange that is pretty brutal. Yeah. Well, um, yeah. So Ryan Reynolds is in this place in yes. Blade Three Trinity with the palms, and these cute little Pomeranians come up, and their mouths open up. Their eyes turn like totally red, and their mouths open up wide, and it's got all the shark teeth in it. And he's like, "Vampire Pomeranians." <laughs> just as simple as that. Yeah. Oh, man. Now i got to watch Blade 3. I wonder... Trinity. Like, can we just... So we can grow organs. We can grow flesh. Um, why can't we grow blood? I feel like it would be something to do with plants, some type of, like, replicating mm. process of photosynthesis, creating hemoglobin, whatever, right. uh, for the human. It just seems like so... It's always seems so specific to me. Right. Like your blood. Because like what yeah. you eat and drink affects your blood and people's pills affect their blood. And yeah. And like even donations of the same type don't always work. And That's right. 
It's kind of like your own thumbprint. Yeah, it's. I think it's part of your DNA sequence or whatever it must be mm-hmm. in there. That tells the blood how to do. I wonder. That's why, like, blood diseases are super. Yeah. Hard to treat, I think. Yeah, because yeah, a person's body could react poorly even if it's the same type. Yeah. Huh. Hmm. Well, let's see here. Dora Kunt. Whoa. That's how they pronounce it. It's really? Dora, uh, K-E-N-T. In America, we pronounce it Kent, but in England, they pronounce it Kunt. Well, I thought they pronounce everything like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> would, um, would you like a, uh, so instead of saying, would you like a cup of water? They say cunt. Yeah. Instead of, you know, going for a beer at the bar, get you a cunt at the pub. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, he's a good cunt. <laughs> It's, yeah, it's, oh God, I do, I love it when English people call me that. You know, it feels very <laughs> accepting. Like, yeah, he's fine. It's a good you guy. went to England, didn't you? No, I've never been over that way. You've been out of the country, though, haven't you? Mexico. Mexico. Yeah. When was this? Uh, I was 12. So it's like, you know. You were little. Doing it up. Yeah. Mexico style. <laughs> I got a fake tattoo. Where did you go? Uh, Cozumel. Oh, uh, nice. And a couple other stops. It was on a cruise. Oh, a cruise nice. So we did the carnival stops. Yeah. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah. It's it was a it's a dope time. Uh got real sunburned, got my fake tattoo, ate some delicious. You really food. did get a fake tattoo. Oh yeah, yeah. Like with a gun, like a temporary Yeah, tattoo? it was like like they they have the they had these tattoos that would last like a week or two. Oh yeah. It was like almost like stick on, but in between stick on and a gun kind of pin thing. Was it like a, a non-painful process? Oh yeah, totally no pain. I got a... Are you still ink free? Yeah. Right on. I am. Pure. Uh, I got, it was, a, it was a card hand, four aces and a... <laughs> Dude. <laughs> and a what? Uh, I believe it was a jack. That's uh, so what I was thinking. That's uh, Four aces and a jack. What is that? The dead man's hand is aces over sevens. Okay. The... If I remember right. I have no idea. It's, it's, I have to, like, relearn yeah, poker every, every, every time. single time. It's like, I know I got four of these. I'm doing all right. <laughs> doing pretty good. Right? Well, um, am I supposed to have all these aces? <laughs> Sorry, guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sorry. <laughs> Did I do that? <laughs> Yes. Um, But yeah, when English people say that, it's like it just feels like they're they've grown like they're accustomed to you enough that you can be like, okay, now I can let you in on. So in the states, in the states, the c word is like pretty risque. Mm -hmm. You can't just go out and say cunt. You know, flouted about. If I were to just say cunt it would be a bad thing to say on my own show. So I can't say cunt. Especially can't say it three times. Yeah. <laughs> FCC, we'll write you a letter. Uh, flipping cunt cunt. <laughs> <laughs> they did it to themselves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, a G pie. <laughs> Net neutrality. Net neutrality. Needs to be a fucking 
constitutionalized thing. That's mm-hmm. a internet is a utility. Net neutrality needs to be like set in stone. It needs to be a thing. Yeah, and I mean that's always going to be a decisive issue, especially when it comes to money set, setting something up to forever be interpreted in a way is never going to be something that everybody's excited to do. Yeah. Especially when there's hundreds of millions of dollars behind it. Yeah. And the only way to have a successful small business these days. I just don't like the idea of say Facebook getting to control um, the bandwidth of websites I visit. Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to go to only branded shit. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's the, idea of taking it away from the small business. What is? Is to shut down the smaller sites and direct. Oh, the idea of shutting down, um, uh, uh, net neutrality is to give it over to people with the bigger, whoever has the most money gets to control what you get to view. And so if they have their hands in these small businesses, they're going to shut down these small businesses. Yeah. These ones will get assimilated and it'll all become part of the conglomerate. Yeah. Bought up and bought out. I don't like that. It's rough. It's it's an information utility. It's communication utility. And I don't think it should be privatized at all. Yeah. That you have to pay to be on. So in its own sense, it is a privateer's. Well, it is now, but there's some places that have a municipal internet access and Hmm. it's become more prevalent. Um, I I can't think of the names of these towns off the top of my head, but there are some certain towns that have like a city municipal internet service and it's like, it's no dinky shit. It's Mm -hmm. like fiber optics, really good steady connection and like lower prices than you would get with any other private service. Hmm. I think that could be done for the whole infrastructure. Oh, yeah. Very easily. Yeah. But and I think that would go back to what we were talking about before of like raising the base. Mm-hmm. Everyone has access to information and communication that helps to raise the base, exactly. which helps uplift everybody. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's so much easier. I think looking down to say, no, we're, we're fine. Oh and yeah. Everything's fine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, if I don't have to change, then... yeah, it ain't broke. Don't fix it. <laughs> yeah, don't. It is broke. Enough don't let broke to me. Enough people <laughs> gotta say it's broken. Yeah. So we can't see the c word that much in America. It's extremely naughty in America, mm-hmm. but in England and especially in Australia. Oh yeah, um, it's a very popular word. Mm-hmm. Um, even mothers interchangeable even mothers say it to their newborn child oh look at this precious little cunt it's <laughs> gonna grow up to be strong <laughs> <laughs> gonna be a big strong cunt <laughs> isn't that what everybody wants that's <laughs> <laughs> what we're all looking for folks yeah <laughs> um yeah dude uh, i love the way english people use english mm-hmm. it's so poetic it's so next level I mean, there's, there's some, you know, euphemisms and idioms that we use here in America that are really cool too, but there's something I feel for me, there's something special about the way people in the, uh, uh, British Isles and Ireland use the English language. Mm-hmm. They've been working with it for a lot longer mm-hmm. and, uh, have some other flavors to throw into it. Yeah, dude. Like they're fucking, you know, the, 
I, I recently learned something like if you got a, a like a cell phone, mm. you could call it the uh, the Jelly Belly. I mean the Jelly Belly. <laughs> you know why? No. Jelly Belly Tally Tally Phone. Is that Cockney rhyming slang or? I, that's just like English just slang shit I've read about. Yeah. yeah, like you can take something like a, a name of it or like a slang name of it and uh, just shift it and change it to something else like uh, Jelly Belly or Jelly Bean. Mm-hmm. And like everyone will know what it means. So you and I might go there and be like, Jelly Beans? Fucking. Uh, does this look like a candy store to you? Get some. No, the horn. <laughs> I don't know. Did they call it the horn there? I always oh. felt the horn was more American, old timey, especially yeah. when it had like the right, like the old nineteen thirties yeah. Humphrey Bogart. And I, I, I definitely see it. It's kind of interchangeable between American and English. I don't have any horn. real knowledge of it, but it sounds great either way, especially with that style of phone. Or yeah, jump on the horn. Yeah, got him on the horn here. Yes. Hello. Hello, operator. <laughs> yeah. Give me 23. Dude. Stat. So, um, have you, have you been to my hometown? Have you ever been to Ufala? Uh, I've been to Lake Ufala. Lake Ufala. But never really the town proper. Just drove through to get to Lake Ufala. Right on. Well, my dad told me stories because my dad's so old. He's 75 now, I think. How's he doing? Um, he just had some more, uh, heart work done recently. And he's been having like some weird... Like his skin's getting this like kind of prickly feeling. Mm. Um, like it's, you know, when you're like a leg goes to sleep or something and it starts coming back and it feels like it's getting stabbed with needles. He's getting sensations similar to that all over his body. Mm. And so the doctors have been trying to figure out and, um, yeah. So he, he's doing pretty well now. He's on the upward swing. Um, yeah. And they caught like one of his arteries was like 90% clogged. So they had to put a stent in there and, and, but he's going to work on that. Yeah. Yeah. Like he was getting dizzy and stuff before that. Um, was that due to blood restrictions? Yeah. Blood restriction and some other issues. He's just, uh, you know, machines wearing down. Um, but he's, I've talked to him a little bit earlier before you came over and he's doing pretty well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good. Uh, he sounded good. Um, but when he was a kid, he told me, um, in Ufala, there were so few people there like right now. And it's been the same since I moved there in 98, there's a population 2000 there. Mm -hmm. There's only two stoplights downtown places, tiny, very poor. And, uh, when my dad was there, there was like no paved roads. There were still plenty of houses that did not have finished floors. They had Mm -hmm. dirt floors in the houses. Right. And when you called someone on the phone, the operator, all you would have to ask for is like, hey, let me talk to Aunt Vandy. Yeah, that's an actual aunt's name I got. Right. Uh, Vandy and, and and something else I can't think of. The name's Vanda. Vanda. Yeah. It's an old woman's name for sure. Do you just want to hear it in like a German or Russian? Vanda. Vanda. Oh, Vanda. Van, Vanda. Oh, she's Vanda. <laughs> Vanda. <laughs> Did you ever see the show? Oh, oh, wait, before I get to that. Yes. So yeah, he'd call the operator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And just say, let me talk to somebody because they all Give knew me Jerry. Everybody. Yeah. Cause there's like what? 20 people in this town. Which Jerry? One, two or like, three. Right. <laughs> Jerry three. <laughs> like, I, is this Gary? <laughs> no, yeah, I'll get you your uncle. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that's awesome. Mm-hmm. So what year must that have been? That would have been, so my dad was born in 1943. Mm-hmm. Uh, so growing up, you know, early 50s. Okay. Early 50s. He left in 61. He graduated um, at 17 years old and joined the Air Force, mm-hmm. which was like a pretty new thing back then. Right. Yeah. I've always never been sure when the operator lost popularity. Because it stuck mm. around for quite a while. Yeah. But it, like, became out of Are fashion. Are there still operators? I feel like there's got to still be operators. Press Yeah, zero. I feel like they're... A few. They've got to be rare, for sure. A few and very hard to find. I never... Because there were still operators when I was a kid, and surely when you were a kid. Yeah, see, that's what I'm trying to think, is, like... I really feel like context I have for thinking that there were operators out there. Like I can remember in shows in the nineties of seeing someone like press zero and pound or whatever. Yeah. It was like specific, like two buttons, right? Wasn't it pound zero? Something like that. And you could get one. Are they just, were they, did they just become useless? Are they Googling things for you now? Probably. (laughs) Yeah. I'm looking for the, I'll be like, can you not look it up yourself? <laughs> I'm 60 years old. <laughs> you called me. <laughs> I'm 60 years old. I, I've been around home computers since my 30s at least. <laughs> I don't know what to do with the damn things. It, it just gets so complicated. <laughs> just so complicated. Yeah. <sighs> I wish they would just make it easy. <laughs> just a little bit easier. It's just a little bit easier. You know, I do think um, the websites are getting smaller. Like, I don't know if it's an age thing, but I, I feel like I'm zooming in on the phone more and more. Oh, yeah. It's like, what in the hell were they thinking? <laughs> well, dude, it's just hard to look at it on a fucking uh, phone it's screen, true, yeah. you know? It's true. And there's some websites that are not um, built built for mobile yeah so they have which is insane i think in today's world yeah they should it's like the old age of the thinking about the internet Mm -hmm. well it's kind of beyond the computer right (laughs) it's the only place we need it right why would i want a mobile (laughs) dude i I saw some there's like a (laughs) chinese brand of phone out that you can fold yes you've seen this yes is that cool I'm or just what? Like, goodness, if they make that thing waterproof, we're like, we're good to oh, go. Yeah. We're good to go. Dude. It's just like so flat as a freaking index card. It so for those watching, it can be like this wide. We can fold it up so it can be like a regular phone size. That's insane. Yeah, it's like Xiaomi. I think something is the company, something like that. Things are gonna get real cool. Dude, are they are they are getting really cool, aren't they? It's just like things are gonna be very very cool. I mean, just within this past year, I've gotten I've like upgraded on some of my electronic stuff. Like I got a Bluetooth speaker, oh yeah, and some like new fast charging <clears throat> port for my phone and everything. Yeah, and uh, the goods, and it's really not that expensive, and it's like so well made and fast mm-hmm. compared to like something even five years ago. Yeah. Are you, can I get you some water or something? Oh, no, I'm still doing great. Thank okay, you. Okay, good. Just that uh, kratom powder. Oh, yeah. <laughs> still feel it. <laughs> Is it stuck in your throat? I still feel it in there. Yeah, it feels good. Yeah. It's like kind of a numbing effect, which is nice. 
It does, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's it very nice. helps me with my back a oh, lot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, like the the morning crunches, I'm always afterwards just like, cool. Do you go to the gym or work out at home? Uh, I go to the gym to play basketball mm-hmm. and then do most just the home workouts. Nice. Just, uh, I got the pull-up bar machine in the garage. So machine. It's just like a rack. Oh, like you pull it down and you got weights? No, it's just I used all the body weight to do like pull-ups. Oh, do you have it like up on a door? No, it's got like the, it's like this whole seven foot stand. Okay. On top it's got like a pull-up bar. It's like freestanding thing. Yeah, and then it comes down and then it's got these two arm racks with the handlebars. So you Uh can like do like leg ups. Oh, shit. And reverse crunches. Nice. Yeah, and then it's got like pedals on the bottom so you can like get up in there and Hell yeah. drop back down and then it's got you know the feet to keep it i i i'm a firm believer of like um working out with your own body weight mm-hmm. i mean weights are great and everything but it can really if you don't do it right or even if you do do it right and you just go overboard you hear about a lot of weightlifters and stuff whose joints are just fucked mm-hmm. from lifting all those weights yeah i think just like, overuse yeah. With a lot of weight behind it. I think it's like pretty hard to do that if you're just working against your own body weight, you mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's like, you know, I've already got the weight to work with, so why not just use it to lose it? Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever tried yoga? Uh, I do a lot of the Fitzmorris still. The tremoring? Yeah. I, uh, I've always preferred that to the true yoga because I always yeah. feel like it's been a deeper stretch. Yeah. It's basically stress positions. Yeah. It's yoga positions that you then angle your joints and put weight in certain ways to make your body just shake uncontrollably. So like when you're, when you're lifting a weight or something, you're holding a single position for a long time and you're not even trying to do Fitzmorris, eventually your muscles will start to like give out and they'll start to tremor and stuff. And like Bennett was describing, there's different positions you can do. Like like you'll start doing that. Like I'm kind of forcing it, but it'll do that. Mm-hmm. And it releases like a lot of the tension in your fascia and other stuff. Mm-hmm. It, it, for me, it's definitely felt like the most relaxed I can get things now. Hell yeah. It's just like, just shake them out. Hell yeah. Go. Like anytime I do, uh, lunges, I basically just drop into the, that Fitzmaurice position and just start shaking it. It makes you look weak. Like, oh, he just starts shaking immediately when he does yeah. lunges. But it's but it's like, no, I'm intentionally going to that point. So it's just like, and it's rattle everything loose. And it's fun because there's like, uh, there's fun names for the positions. Mm-hmm. Like there's the uh, dead cock, dying cockroach or the uh, dying hooker. Mm-hmm. That's one where you just have your, you're on your back and you have your legs up going. Scared cat, sacred cow. Yeah. In the back. Yeah. It's not really one great for uh, trimming, but it's great stretch. Great back stretch. What's that one? Uh, all fours. Mm-hmm. And then you uh, take your lower back and then dip. Uh-huh. Like the, uh, like the happy cow. cow. The sacred cow. Oh. And then you curl up like this, cat. the scared cat. Oh, cat cow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like really just like the right by the tailbone is where that all that action's going. Right. And it just works out cuz you go back and forth. Yeah. And like you hold for like 5 to 10 seconds on each and you just like ooh, loosens you right up all the way. Yeah, it feels it's great whenever you just like I sat too long today. <laughs> yeah, dude. <laughs> just like at the computer, at the TV or whatever. It's just like I just did not let's sit. Mm. Go hit you that. Mm. 
So, how, how, how up to date are you on gaming systems? Uh, I have an Xbox One. Is that the most recent? They are releasing or are have just released the Xbox One X. Okay, so that's like a PS4 Pro the, but for Xbox. Yeah, the X Xbox One X. Okay. Because when you shorten it to all the beginnings of those letters, it's mm-hmm. Xbox again. Oh. And there's, I saw something on the internet. Huh. It was like, the second one was the 360. Right. And then so we went back to one, and now we're back to Xbox with the shortening. So it went 360. Uh, it's a whole thing that somebody mapped out. That's like, uh, it's interesting, but it's fucking confusing. Yeah, it's, you know? it's like, you literally have to like see the map. Um, I think someone was just like drunk and stoned when they thought of that. You know, I like, mean, they had, all right, you got this, uh, Xbox One. Uh, and, uh, you can't say they don't have a great job. Yeah, for real. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if that's what they did that day, I'd be down. I, I'm looking. <laughs> We're looking. Um, but then uh, Ryan got the new PS4, so he moved his old one into the living room. So okay. So have, have you played... Um, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 yet? No, I have not. I uh, spent my money on Fallout 76 because I thought that was going to be the, the winner. Okay, you thought that was going to be the winner. Why did you say thought? I realize people's... I realize and understand people's complaints about the game. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do enjoy it. You do? I do, because what they wanted to do was make a cooperative system to where you really have to work with people to Mm -hmm. do well. Mm -hmm. And so like some of the bugs of just like, okay, this entire horde now just knows where I am because I shot one bullet kind of sucks. Right. But it's also kind of true life apocalypse. If you are trying to infiltrate a building full of zombies, scorched or whatever, and you pop off a shot, they're going to hear it. They're going to hear it. They're going to investigate they're not going to come one at a time. Right. And so like, I get very, I get very intense and like, Are actually they, put myself in that world where it's like, all right, pick off as many with the rifle, draw them out and then get in the building. Are they, <clears throat> are they fast moving or are they slow? In this one? Yeah. The main kind of like plague is the scorched and they're very fast and they can use weapons too. Uh, so they like, fuck. they have a level of human intelligence left in them to, Remember how they used to do things and like Dude. can mess you up pretty easily. Do you ever run into any other players? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That see that was like a really big uh, complaint <laughs> like a couple months ago. Yeah, um I mean that's the thing is like I play it on PlayStation, so I feel like the PC world is where everybody's right. got the mic and is chatting and right. console world you don't get that as frequently as often right so you, the ability to chat with people it is limited to kind of like the in-game emojis and kind of a quick chat sometimes nobody's really gonna jump on and I'm sorry my nose has just gone crazy itchy um do you need a tissue <laughs> That'd be I, great. I, I can get you a tissue. I need to get some water too. All right. Um, Quick pause on the fallout. <laughs> <laughs> Talk amongst yourselves. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. You, you're probably going to get a lot of flack for somebody saying they like this game. 
because I do really, I really do understand that people had issues with it, and I have my own issues with it. Yeah, but it's the uh, like I said, the uh, continuation kind of tissue. Oh yeah, I'm sorry, I'm getting it right. Oh yeah, so I just don't want to do it on camera. Also, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> what time? Oh, nice. We're at an hour and twelve minutes. Thanks. All right. How am I doing? <laughs> Looking good. No bats in the cave. All right. Okay. <clears throat> so yeah, it's really not as bad as people were trying. Like whoa. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> like almost, it's, I almost fell just, off the chair here. just right into shoe town <laughs> yeah um so yeah i get that there there are those issues but like i said i like to get real immersive with it and like yeah. actually have to strategize it out and stay far away and stay quiet because like all the people that i was going to play with are like nope we don't like it we don't want to play huh and so like i don't have my party anymore so now it is just me roaming the wasteland dude uh, and i do get to meet uh other people <laughs> like some people you'll be fighting some super mutants with, and they die. And this is what I did to this one guy. He, we were fighting super mutants, and he died. And I waited for him to get back, and I picked up his stuff in front of him <laughs> that his body dropped. As he was coming back? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, he kept looking at, like, where his body was and looking at me and looking where his body was and looking at me. And I was just, like, spinning around. <laughs> And I was on mic, so I, I hope you could hear me. I was just, like, yelling. <laughs> just stop. I got you to stop. And like, oh, my God. He, like, tried to kill me several times, which he didn't really work out for him. Because you had all the shit. Right. <laughs> well, the thing with Fallout, which is one of the ones I don't like, is you keep all your weapons, armor. The only thing you lose is your junk. So, oh, so you like need you, that. Yeah, you definitely need it, but yeah. you don't go back to square one. So it's kind of like uh, PVP on easy mode. Mm-hmm. We're not going to lose everything, but you do, you'll probably lose some important stuff occasionally yeah. or stuff you've been working on getting could just be gone at, at a moment. So that's kind of here nor there, but uh, Ryan was online at the same time mm-hmm. and he had just started and he realized that we were in a, uh, the same server party. Oh, Oh. And so he started going after Ryan, who was a lot lower level, and killed him like three times. <laughs> so, <laughs> so Ryan was getting mad at me because I set off this chain of events that I had murdered <laughs> like three times. So did you know this dude whose stuff you took? No. It's just no, some stranger? Just some guy that happened to be fighting the same uh, super mutants uh, as I was on the, the quest I was in. Yeah. And then so one of the things that also people hated was, yeah, let's get rid of the characters who have progressively gotten less and less complicated with their interactions. Oh, which, like, yeah. back in New Vegas and Fallout 3... You, you mean, like, dialogue options? Yeah, you had, like, all these options. Everything right. kind of affected a little bit of the story. And now it's, like, super simplified. How people saw you. And then with Fallout 4, it's, like, four options. See, that, that, was a, yes, that was a big issue that a lot of people still have with uh, the Elder Scrolls games. Yeah. It's the dialogue options and the... Uh, you're not affecting how people see you. You're not affecting... Even even if you hit fuck you, the right. story goes the same Right. There's, the same there's not as much... The response is pat. Depth in yeah. the, the narrative and mm-hmm. the character development and stuff like this. So, but what I did notice from, like, playing these games with people online is nobody cares anyway about the story. They just hammer fucking through the... 
the dialogue and get to the action. And I'm like, I've always been into the story. So I get why they would do what they did, making it these robots that just talk at you for a little bit. If you want to listen, you can listen. If you don't, mm-hmm. you can keep walking either way. They're going to keep talking. Right. And so like, you can just get your missions and then go on them with your team instead of like, if you're sitting there with six people, right. And everybody has to have a conversation with a person to determine that's going to take forever. Yeah. So like just having it say, no, there are no people. Here's your mission. Go do it. Is Mm -hmm. the idea of, yeah, let's get you guys on your mission. I think that sounds reasonable to me. Yeah, it's, it's like, an online game. It's yeah. not like a single player. They were they were not intending it for you to go in there alone. I mean, just with yeah. the what you have to do to get into a town mm. is like, yeah, you'd want two or three people making things a lot easier. Otherwise, you're gonna die. But yeah, you can yeah. do it solo, which uh, you know you just got to figure out how. I like the perk system. I like the the weapon system. You know, and they the other huge thing was they changed bats. Really? Yeah, because if you're looking at another human player, how are you going to slow their time down by you going in the back? Right. So yeah. like it's more free form, real time. Mm-hmm. And those percentages change so quickly. That it's like, I don't even know if I'm hitting this person. So I don't even use it. So it them. doesn't slow down at all. I don't even use it anymore. Yeah. There's no like, point. Yeah. I'm just like, I got my rifle. I'm going to find you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. That's my review of Fallout. That's the review of Fallout. <laughs> Do you ever watch Twitch? I really don't. Um, I will come across, like, on Reddit, somebody's highlight. Mm-hmm. But as far as just getting down and getting into somebody's 30-minute play of a game, it's like 10 minutes in, I'm like, why am I just not playing this game? Yeah. I, <laughs> I, I lose interest in watching somebody so quick that I'm like, I could be playing. I like to watch other people play it um, before I buy a game. Oh yeah, because unless it's spoiler heavy, yeah. Like if it's just but like, like an clips, online battle, clips thing. never do it justice. Yeah, um, commercials because they want to make it look good. So oh yeah, they know if it's actually good. Yeah, and you're most more often than not in a game ad, you're not getting gameplay. Yeah, I feel like there used to be gameplay in ads. Yeah, but not now so it's much tagged anymore. actual game gameplay footage. Right, which is you don't see all that. You still won't see it much. Yeah, well. Um, there's one thing that I really love watching, um, and it's Rockstar Games. Mm. Um, I started it, like, not this winter, but last winter, watching people play um, Grand Theft Auto V online. Mm-hmm. And these people would gather together, and they'd make up their own role-playing game. Oh, jeez. You know, they just <laughs> the game mechanics are the same as usual, but they make up their own role-playing game where they play different characters and stuff. And they'll make up their own challenges and, you know, uh, coordinate people together uh, over Twitter and stuff like this. Jeez. And, and make a quest. And make a quest. Jeez Louise. And, uh, and some of the dialogue with these characters, it's all improvised and it can become quite humorous. Yeah. Yes. What's the group called? Uh, there's several different groups. Mm-hmm. I don't know of one in particular. Um, I'm sure you could probably find some on... Um, Oh, on Reddit. Yeah. Yeah. Quick search. Everything's on Reddit, yeah. dude. If not Reddit, Google. If not Reddit, Google. You got you, they got you covered. Dude, I, I Google search Reddit mm. stuff all oh, the time. Yeah. <laughs> Can't Reddit, find a post? <laughs> yeah, Google. Reddit, anything. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Should we find out who else? Back to list of things. Back to list of things. What do we call it? 
Uh, the people who are cryogenically frozen list. Lookupables. Lookupables. We, we had some theme song we did earlier. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got. That was a very deep sidebar based yeah. on the tangent of cunt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> See, it gave birth. It did. To a whole another branch of dialogue. Yeah, it did. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so let's see here. Oh, this this one's good and short. I'm glad. Uh, number six is Jerry Leaf was Alcor's, not Alcor, but some company called Alcor, A-L-C-O-R, Alcor's vice president until his death in 1991. So it only stands to reason that he was frozen when he died of heart attack. I Not read, a I, heart attack. Of heart attack. You know, I read that whole thing and I didn't retain any of it. <laughs> it's gone. I just read it and I was like, what the fuck did I just read? <laughs> Alcor sounds like a gym run by a dude, Al. Alcor. Oh, it. Hey, let's come on down to Alcor. We'll get you fucking... Or it could be run by Al Gore. Al Gore's Al Gore. Yeah. <laughs> Al Gore's got a firm Alcor. <laughs> the inconvenient oh, truth is my body is... <laughs> the inconvenient truth is my body. <laughs> I, I gotta work on that one. Can you do it? Let's see. Is my body... Yeah, that's is, pretty good. ...is uh, not quite where it needs to be. <laughs> that's, that's almost like a cross between Gore and uh, Bill Clinton. Oh, wow, yeah. Yeah. Superhuman. Yeah. <laughs> it's, they have a pretty cool band. Mm-hmm. It'd like be you know, like a green sax. <laughs> <laughs> We're the green sax. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you want to read number seven? Number seven on our top eight. Ted Williams. Oh, interesting. Ted Williams is without a doubt the most famous cryogenically frozen person that we know of. I'm just scrolling ahead here. Disney didn't make this list, so. Hmm. But the circumstances surrounding his freezing are a bit controversial. His son, John Henry Williams, was adamant that his father wanted to be preserved to be brought back in the future and wanted his whole family to follow suit so they could be reunited when technology and medicine made it possible. However, Ted's will said he wanted to be cremated, and his daughter by his first wife took John Henry to court over the matter. John Henry produced a family pact signed on a cocktail napkin, which seems pretty strange to me. Why would you write your last wishes on a cocktail napkin and expect it to hold up in court? Anyway, after much debate over authenticity... if you got it notarized, like our mutual stab If it has a stab in it, it's notarized. Anyway, after much debate over authenticity, the napkin pact was allowed and Ted was frozen. Which leads us to number eight. Dun, bum, bum. Number eight. John Henry Williams. Yep. Todd's son stayed true to his word. Despite a bone marrow transplant from his sister, John Henry died of leukemia on March 6, 2004, and joined his dad at Alcor in Scottsdale, Arizona. Noticeably missing from the list? Walt Disney. Despite the persisting rumors, Walt was not frozen. After his death in 1966, Walt was interred at Forest Lawn Memorial Park in Glendale, California. Huh. Or so they would have you believe. 
I swear to God, he got his fucking head cryogenically frozen. <laughs> I it mean, happened. that's the that's the common accepted. I think. I think so too. It's yeah. funny though, because I've always heard that John Henry was a steel dragon man, and I uh, don't know if they had freezing when he was popping that steel on down. What's the steel driving? <laughs> it's the folk legend of John Henry. Who? The man who swung the hammer and uh, laid the railroad tracks against the steam engine. Oh, that guy! That's a, that's a real deep folk pun joke <laughs> for you guys out there. <laughs> Speaking of folk music, you've been playing folk music. Yes, right? I have. I have indeed. Do you want to tell the audience anything about it? Uh, sure. Yeah. I've, uh, I've been playing for a while, writing my own stuff for probably two, three years now. Um, and have finally gotten to a point where I am going to release it and, um, hoping to put that out this month. Uh, we've got the website, um, we're looking on the domain, we've got it all set up and I've just got to upload the tracks just for a first release to get it up, get it out. And then, uh, actually hoping to start sending that out to clubs and stuff and start gigging off that. Hell yeah. Is the, is the long-term next month goal. Is that, is that how people get gigs at clubs like that? If they don't have like a manager? Uh, I will have somebody acting as my manager, a friend of mine who, uh, will be able to send out the email for me just to kind of give it that layer of professionality and mm -hmm. just kind of keep the, uh, keep me blissfully ignorant. Right. <laughs> Cause, uh, so this, is this a lot person of, already involved in the music industry here? No, uh, I'm going to be his first client, and uh, he's nice. already helped me significantly. So uh, Anyone I know? Uh, Randy Velson? I don't know. Uh, I'm terrible with names. I might. I don't know. <laughs> he worked with me at AFS for a time. Okay. And uh, we've, we've remained good friends since. He's the person I jam with most of the time. Nice. Um, and, and he's so, yeah. got like some connections and stuff, maybe? Not really. Uh, he, he just wants to represent yeah, you? he's... Taking, he's taking time out of his schedule to, to help me out with all this, and we're both pretty green at it. Yeah. Not that anybody needs to know that, but we're getting out there, and we're gonna, he's going to send out the email for me. So I don't, think you'd, I don't think anyone would really notice if you were green, because I listened to your music, what, last week, mm -hmm. and it blew me away. Well, Honestly, dude. Very kind, man. We've jammed together before. We've made a lot of music together before, mm -hmm. even in school. Um, I had no idea you had this stuff in you. It's really it's, good. Uh, thank you. That, that means a lot. Um, it's definitely new. You know, I, I really got back into guitar and found a new style of music that I had heard, but had never really didn't and dove, didn't mm -hmm. jumped into. Mm -hmm. And so it's kind of unlocked this whole other side of music love that I didn't really have before. And what, what style of music? A lot of folk, a lot of country, a mm -hmm. lot of blues like really just acoustic guitar in yeah. itself is, is changed completely to what I used to think it, it was. It's like, I've almost gotten tired of the electric guitar now. Yeah. I mean, as, as weird as it say, it's like the simplicity of the acoustic. It's, yeah. You don't have to plug anything in. It's very, it's very it's ready home. to go. It's very warm. It's very, yeah. it's doing a lot. And then, so I've also taken that, I've started playing banjo. No shit. Yeah. How long? <laughs> A uh, year and three months I've had mine, uh, which, fuck, I wish I was better. <laughs> but, you know, I'm, I'm still picking it up, still playing. Um, and then I also play mandolin and dulcimer. Mm. Dulcimer, dulcimer. Why do I know that name? Uh, mountain dulcimer is usually how it's referred to. It's a little four-stringed 
instrument, mm-hmm. um, kind of shaped like a shoe. Oh, okay. And then it's got four strings and it's very droney. Yeah. You usually play with a slide. A lot of people play with a slide. There's no neck on it or anything? Uh, the neck is just kind of raised up out of the body. Okay. And then you usually have like F holes or a lot of dulcimer designers do uh, specific designed holes. Like there's a guy out there who does rows. Uh, I think there's a guy that does like birds. Oh, designs on yeah like for birth. the for the holes and like carves them out. Oh wow, yeah. that's cool. It's like very, very cool design work in those instruments that you can find. So your your stuff when I was listening to it kind of made me think of like uh, old school like Bob Dylan or Neil Young, that kind of yeah. I mean country folky. That's kind of where I lie. I mean I'm hugely inspired by those guys um, and Towns Van Zant and yeah. Guy Clark. Willie Nelson, Blaze Foley has been huge on that list. So yeah, that's where I've been living is people singing about their lives and life around them and other lives and past lives and the world at large, you know, trying to make sense of something in, in poetry. Yeah. <laughs> if you will. Yeah. That's no, really good stuff. Ben. I appreciate that. I do. Um, so you said you had a website, uh, we've got the Wix, right? We've got that all designed. Uh, we're going to pull the trigger on a domain name and get that uploaded as soon as possible. It looks like it's going to be bennettcravens.com. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe bennettcravens music, but bennettcravens.com is looking good. So okay. hopefully that can be, and, uh, I'm on Instagram at bennettcravens for all that music specifically. So once that, uh, drops, it'll definitely be announced there and, That'll come with a Facebook and a SoundCloud and a Bandcamp, and we're trying to get the whole online push just done at once, so that way we can just send out a link. Hell yeah! For clubs, it's like all same name, yeah, good branding. Yeah. Here's the guy. You know, you get a feel on the website, pictures, album cover. Hell yeah! You get the whole feel of the of the essence of it, and say we can bring this to you, and uh, if you want it, we can we can set that up. That's awesome, dude. Yeah, I just after getting let go in August from my previous job, I I had the choice of like, okay, I can go back to work or I can actually try to throw myself into something creative and like actually follow through with it. That's awesome. And so I was just like, now now's the time. I've worked long and hard enough. I put in I put in the time. I put in the effort. Mm-hmm. I, I got to start somewhere. So. Yeah. Better start now. Hell yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck yeah, man. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty stoked. Yeah, I'm, I'm nervous as hell. And uh, yeah, that's kind of been, it's it's insane to talk about with people, you know, because it's like. You're getting, you're doing it. Yeah, I'm like, I'm actually going to try to do it. And, you know, I've talked to people who have done the same thing. It's like, yeah, I had to do the same thing. I'm fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. And people who haven't, they're like, yes, go fucking do it. Like, yeah. Nobody cares. <laughs> That's, that's the, the, that's the biggest thing. To, that's like the biggest obstacle as an artist, especially like a self-generating artist is like you, you're so fucking nervous about how people are going to receive things. And it's hard to understand. They don't fucking care. Yeah. They got their own shit. They're worried yeah, the people about. who will, man, those are going to be the coolest people out there. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Just gotta, gotta give them a chance to get to it. You know, at first. Yeah. And then, you know, see what it can do once it gets on its feet. 
see what I can do with it. That's sounds sweet. Do you have like a, like a an image, a mental image of where you would like to go with it? Just ideally, just fantasizing. I mean, at the biggest, my fantasy gets would be able to go around and play shows, state to state, around state. the country, around other countries, national, like record overseas. You know, that's something that's very popular, especially in folk and country music. So they love it in the UK and Ireland, yeah. and and they eat that. They eat it up. American there. folk music. Yeah. And they, that style is huge over there. And like, there's a huge influx of British and Irish folk singers that are right. coming this way now. Cause they're getting so popular over there. Yeah, Ed Sheeran. Yeah. He's I mean, he's probably the top name with that whole scene. Right. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, it's something that they will take you over there and record if they like you and get to hang out. <laughs> I Dude. Can, so like, yeah, I mean, simplistic, Simplicity, sim- simply, I'd like to be able to pay bills off of it. Oh yeah, for sure. Like if I can get to a point where I can pay the bills into this life that I've become accustomed to, I'll be a happy, happy man. Hell yeah, dude. Very happy. And then like Me after that, too. after that, it's all bonus. You know, it's everything after that is a bonus and blessing. As long as you can just make a comfortable enough living off of your art, that's like that's the dream. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm not somebody who needs a huge amount of cover. I mean, my house doesn't have central heat, central air. I mean, it's, mm. and that's fine. Yeah. It, it works. It does the trick. Not worry about it. Hell yeah. Well, um, I can't think of anything else. I think, I think we've had a pretty good uh, podcast. Do you, you feel good? I feel great. You feel great. I awesome. Do. Well, let me tell these people and then we can wrap it up. All right. Do I need to? Uh, no, no, no. You can you stay here. I don't There's know. no outro song. Slide down the couch for the next guest? Or? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, this is my second episode. First guest. So fucking awesome that you came through. I thank you so much. Pleasure being here, man. I, I love hanging out with you. Yeah, man. It's been too long. Uh, it has been too long. Um, I've, I've always liked you, you know never not liked it the time we met Definitely. so and uh offer still stands to come get your tracks down oh right on yeah um we'll find some good times and house is quiet that's good we'll get it done so where can people find you again bennett uh at bennett cravens on instagram uh that is the music and if you would like to follow my personal it's at benny boo bear that one's uh, on private so i'll probably accept you <laughs> I'm not picky. I, it's just my first one got hacked, and oh. it's, now, it's now a Russian bot. So it's just oh, like, dude. I'll just keep this one private. <laughs> I've been getting like at least one uh, DM request on Instagram from these Russian yeah. bots, and it's always like, "Hey, sexy," yeah. it's like, "Hey, you're fake." <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, and I, I was young and dumb, and they got me on my first one. So, oh, dude, uh, it's Benny underscore Boo Bear. B-U-B-E-A-R. And Bennett Cravens is B-N-N-E-T-T-C-R-A-V-E-N-S. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram. And you can check out my Facebook page. But like I said in the last episode, I don't really fuck with it that much. (laughs) Um, You can find me at James J. Asher. J-A-M-E-S-J-A-S-H-E-R. Or you you can also check out my website, jamesjasher.com. Um, I'm pretty sure that's the right URL. I have not updated. I've got a blog on there. I haven't updated it in far too long, but I'm pretty sure that's the URL. 
I hope, I hope it is because that's what I've been paying for. If you go there and my face is on the landing page, then you found the right place. <laughs> it's a good indicator, usually. Yeah, usually. <laughs> usually. Unless it's a stalker site or something. Hey, those can be pretty entertaining, too. Thank you. Thank you. All right. It's been fun, man. It's been fun. Stick around. Next week, we'll have another episode out. Stay cool, cats. That was awesome. Something usable in there, I hope. <laughs> yeah, dude. I think we got like uh